0: I feel like I feel like everything she already talks about is super aligned with everything that we uh, already talk about because Sonia, we talk a lot about, you know, the taboo topics and whatnot. And I mean, we love it because it seems like a lot of people, they're, you know, kind of afraid almost to talk about the taboo things in life and especially sex, you know, Mm -hmm. and to see that you're on TikTok and you're just over there doing the sex facts and, you know, being open about it. It seems like people are just all out eating it up right now.
1: Yeah, it's been doing really well. I'm all about the taboo topics, and I want to destigmatize a lot of things that have been stigmatized. I don't believe in shaming people for just their human responses. Like, sex is natural. We all have sex. We're here because of sex, and it's something that I started getting passionate about about like 10 months ago. And yeah, it's I love talking about it. And my the fav- my favorite part about talking about it on TikTok is the feedback I've been getting. It's mm-hmm. been really nice. A lot of people comment on my videos saying, like, I've learned so much from you. My husband and I or my wife and I watch your content and you've really improved my life in so many ways. Like that makes me feel good. It like warms my heart, you know?
0: <laughs> you know You know what I've realized is the things that do the best on the internet is the the kind of content that people can find and find a breath of fresh air in. And a lot of times it's the taboo content because people go looking for the things that they could learn from, you know, or I'm if really they're into. experiencing some kind of, some kind of a issue or if they're having a fetish or whatever it is that's coming on, you know, lighting up the the sparks in their brain, they go to the internet they go to Google or now they're going to TikTok and, you know, they're typing in keywords, tags and everything. And it seems like the things that people find a breath of fresh air in is all of the taboo topics. So, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I'm pretty sure like the way that I came across your TikTok was potentially by looking up things that are almost in line with some of the content that me and Estella have been putting out and somehow your TikTok popped up and that's just how the algorithm works. Right. And then when I seen it I was like, Oh my gosh, she's a genius. <laughs> and, and, and then so like it, was it like something that you planned on doing when you went on TikTok and just started posting or it just kind of happened?
1: So basically here's the rundown. I discovered TikTok like right when, right before COVID started, my friend Vivian told me about it and I automatically got addicted. The algorithm is super smart. It only shows you stuff that you want to see. Like you just, (laughs) it's just like, they know how to, keep people on the app. Let's just say that. And the fact that there's so much instant gratification on that app, people can learn things and just crack up hormones get released in a matter of like 15 to 60 seconds. I found that very impressive. So I started doing the thing that most people do. I started like learning how to make videos and obviously COVID being that I had more time on my hands. I was like, I want to start like connecting with people and making people laugh. So I started doing like little skits that people do and like voiceovers and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of, like, um, single empowerment, like, I've been single for a long time, just trying to make people feel better about that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of slippery sloped because I, <laughs> there was something that happened to me, like, last year uh, before COVID. I was bartending, and I, I got into this, like, relationship, situation with this guy that wasn't on my level in terms of, like, tisk, good enough tisk. at all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when... Sometimes when you get intimate with somebody you start catching feelings for them and psychologically I'm able to understand that because of like the research that I've done and looking back at it I really started like reflecting on myself like this wasn't someone who's like doing anything with their life and he didn't really even treat me well. But because we were having sex, I caught feelings for him because of hormones. And I went to this seminar for my program for credit. It was a right. sex and couples therapy seminar. This Dr. Tammy Nelson, she has like a TED talk out there and a bunch of like books. She's, she's amazing. She's really smart. Um, you know, I, I look I, I like to listen to her content, Dr. Ruth, all of that. So I went to the seminar and like the one thing that really popped out to me from that seminar from 2020 was when women have sex with men they catch feelings because serotonin, oxytocin, and vasopressin are three hormones that get released during sex. And it happens for men too, especially like oxytocin and serotonin, but not as much. So there's actually, it's really interesting because hormones are different. And there are different hormones that get released for men that don't get released for women. It's it's very interesting. And people don't really think about these things. And then it made me think like, oh my God, that's what happened to me. This wasn't someone who's to my standard, but because I had sex with him, I caught feelings for him. I started like envisioning like, what if he, I was pretty much like falling in love with like the potential of what he could be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women do that. A lot of women get into these like relationship situationships, and then they start like trying to fix a person or thinking like, okay, this potential person, like this would be great if he could change, if he could actually start doing stuff and
0: mm-hmm. they fall
1: in love with these men or more women. Of course, it could be women too, who are all talk and not actually, so that was like, really hit home for me and i kept thinking about it and as i started getting over him because he betrayed me he was like cheating on me with another Mm. server it was disgusting like and the way that i reacted i'm not proud of because like i wish that i was stronger but it made me stronger like every every kind of betrayal does and i was already making tiktok videos and then one rainy day i was like i should make a video about what happened to me but just kind of educate people on what happens hormonally when you have sex too quick cuz like if you are like oh yeah whatever like i just i haven't had sex for a while and you're like dating somebody or you're just like you have a coworker you know mm-hmm. shouldn't should shit what you eat right uh-huh. but um Wonderful. yeah that and then you have sex with them you honestly like you don't even have control at that point cuz the hormones can make they can kind of brainwash you into thinking like this could be a potential partner um so that's what happened to me so It was called psychology facts about sex part one. And this is my first time I went viral. So like, it felt really good. I got like a million views on that video and I was like, okay, I should just keep talking about sex. And I am a clinical psychology doctorate student, but I, this was when I first started really getting interested in sex research. And I already am very interested in like hormones and the brain and how, I, I really under I really think that when we learn more about our brain and why things are the way they are, why we react to certain circumstances because of psycho- psychological reasons or hormonal reasons, it could help protect us. So I, I was really glad that I made that video because I was looking through the comments and a lot of people were like, Oh my god, thank you so much. This is why this is why I feel addicted to this person. Mm-hmm. And right. people start to understand that, that it's validation. The heart. They can start healing themselves and being like whoa take a step back this is not someone who's compatible with me at all and i understand why i have feelings for you and i can yeah so i pretty much say very quickly in that video the problem with tiktok is like i only have 15 to 60 seconds so i talk really fast right. but i i try to like i explain to people generally at the beginning of the video what's happening and i kind of put a little snippet of self disclosure like yeah i've been through it i've been there you're not alone And this is how you get over it. Understanding, knowledge is power. Like doing the research, listening to my videos, listening to other people who've had these self-reflections, like that is the way you can protect yourself from essentially like people that they're just not compatible with you.
0: (laughs) When one door closes, another door opens.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it definitely seemed that's what happened with uh, that video right there. Um, you You said a key word that I heard you mention oxytocin right and so that isn't that like the the hormone that as a matter of fact I might have learned this from one of your videos it's a it's the hormone that a baby um like receives right like when breastfeeding is happening or is it the hormone that's released while that's happening
1: yeah so when a woman is breastfeeding her child oxytocin gets released it's pretty much you think of it as like a, a love and bonding hormone Mm -hmm. it builds trust. So when a woman is breastfeeding her baby, oxytocin gets released. I mean, I'm sure it gets released for the baby too, but like, how are they going to, I feel like it's harder to study. (laughs) Um, But for women, yeah. I mean, it's just bonding in general, the baby to the mother, the mother to the baby. So when you have sex with, um, let's say you go on a couple dates with a guy, you're not really sure you're like red flags. He isn't really goal oriented. He's not checking off things on my list. Uh, I haven't had sex for a while. You have sex with him, um, even though you know like logically, this mm-hmm. isn't someone who's good for you, the fact that you had sex with him automatically releases oxytocin, which is a trust hormone. You automatically feel safer with that person, and then that's when your brain starts telling you things that aren't real, like, oh, maybe this could be someone good for me. So it's a trust hormone, and it, it could be a little bit scary if you have sex with somebody who's really like toxic and not good for you. and
0: this this is like why guys are expected to be like the protectors, probably you know, like, cause when they're, you know, you know, having a female produce that, that hormone, she's probably naturally thinking like, okay, this is a protector. And then like, when the situation comes about and he doesn't protect, that's probably is like the main thing that's turning her off from him is like, oh dang, my hormones were wrong. Totally. So like guys, they don't, they don't produce that at all. Right. The oxytocin or.
1: No, it still gets released. Um, oh. I've, I've done a lot of research and the, the one study that I was reading that always pops out to me is vasopressin gets blocked for some reason when a man ejaculates. And that that particular research study made me think like, okay, there are some hormones that get blocked um, and there's more of a release of dopamine. Like there's just a difference in hormones. The details of like which hormone or that hormone isn't really that important to me. What's more important to me is the fact that it gets released more for women, which has been proven, uh, which is really interesting. And that is my opinion on why, it's it's more impactful for women and another like key thing to remember too when you're not wearing protection like not wearing a condom more hormones get released and i haven't been able to find the specific reason why i just remember dr tammy nelson saying that in the seminar and i think that's also really important to spread that word because like not only are you protecting your body from STTs and unwanted pregnancy, but you're protecting your heart in a sense. I'm thinking maybe it's because of like the skin to skin contact yeah, makes release, yeah. um, or maybe something to do with the fluids too. Uh, but I don't, I haven't been able to find a particular study that really like tells you why that happens, yeah. but I'm all about recommending protected sex. And I talk about that all the time in my videos. Um,
2: and I'm going to try yeah. to find something to send you because when I did I did a few human sexuality classes like while I was in college, and oxytocin was brought up because that is the skin-to-skin contact. Like that's why it's so important when babies are born. That's why they put them on their mom's chest because immediately, like every human needs the oxytocin to actually thrive. So like there's these orphanages like in China that they called like the dying rooms when there's a unwanted child born they'll put them there and they'll completely deprive them of skin to skin contact which then makes them not actually grow and thrive and eventually die like in, in infancy where's that so at? like in china it's called the dying rooms you can look it up it's like a real thing um but that's what that's that's that that skin to skin contact the lack of the covering of the thing that's it allows your body to secrete like more and absorb more
1: yeah that's a really good description of why that happens and regardless it's just wear protection especially if it's not somebody that you are sure about and I honestly think too like another issue in society is people having sex too fast which is why this happens so much like the catching feelings for the wrong person thing because you are skipping over the intellectual bonding like, let's see if we're compatible and you're going straight to the sex, which is making you vulnerable to the hormones.
0: Maybe this is why guys who are uncircumcised fall in love more than guys who are uncircumcised.
2: Where'd you find just that? Just everybody. I'm just <laughs> playing. <laughs> oh, where's that article? <laughs> I need to see the empirical peer-reviewed e-
0: research. <laughs> uh, just kidding, everybody. Just kidding.
2: I, I don't
1: call myself a sex expert because I can't yet. So here's the thing, like, I am a clinical psychology doctor student, I have my master's, I don't have a certification in sex, but I will, like, I have to get my post master's in sex. And then I can call myself a sex therapist once I'm licensed. Mm -hmm. But I by no means call myself a sex expert. But because I'm so passionate about it, I've been researching it. And, and I feel like, more me it's more of me like starting a discussion like let's talk about this and because I think that talking about sex as a society is just going to make us better as a society it's going to improve our interpersonal relationships our psychological well-being and I could talk about it for hours like all of these things that I've learned but a message that I do want to get out there to people is I'm not doing, I don't do one-on-one like sex therapy because I'm not qualified to do that. And there's a big difference between someone who talks about sex and looks up research-based information and starts a discussion and like a sex therapist who offers one-on-one services, which is something I will do one day. I just, I get a lot of, you know, private messages and emails to my business email, even though that's not what it's for. Like, I have this issue. Can you help me? And I just, I have to either ignore it or be like, I'm sorry, I actually can't offer this personal right, service. I right. am I feel very appreciative that you see me in that way in a lot of ways, but um I had to put like a disclaimer on all my videos. I'm still a student. I'm not a therapist yet. I can't, right. practice, I can't practice without supervision. So that's something I just want to keep pointing out to the public just because like, I, I appreciate that they look at me that way, but that's not something I can, give to myself yet and I'm really looking forward to being able to say like I'm a sex therapist but that's not who I am yet I'm just starting a discussion on it and I'm doing my dissertation on why we should talk about sex more as a society so my dissertation is basically going to be interviewing clinical psychologists about do you talk about sex with your clients why or why not are you comfortable doing that and do you feel like and I feel like a lot of people therapists and for example they avoid sexual topics because they don't feel competent because in my doctorate program we don't have a human sexuality course and I've been like teaching myself a lot of stuff on Mm research-based information but it is actually really important to building rapport with clients to be able to not be so like squeamish about that topic and I think it's really important so that's something that I'm talking about in my dissertation and just like the fact that sexual satisfaction is so linked to depression and anxiety. Like if you have low sexual satisfaction, then you're more likely to be anxious, depressed, have not so great interpersonal relationships. Like all of these things are linked so much that I feel like every therapist should feel comfortable talking about it. And if they aren't, then why is that? And all of that. So that's what I'm doing my dissertation on like a little snippet.
2: I think that it's especially important the fact that you're out there on TikTok doing it and as a woman doing it, because I think that obviously it's no secret that the u.s educational system surrounding sex education is a fucking joke right like it's a joke it's so um like the the whole abstinence thing it's still like and it's completely like rooted in patriarchy right like it's very like discouraging on women and sexual sexuality and it's it's totally discriminating against women and, you know, people who are non-binary, non-conforming and all these things. And so I think that it's really great that you're, you haven't, you've created a platform big enough to get um, a word out there to, to even start the discussions. Because I think a lot of times, like, I know myself when I was a teenage girl, like, nobody talked about it. And if they did talk about it, it was don't do it. If you yeah. do, especially because I grew up Catholic, I was like raised Catholic. So you you don't even have sex with yourself because you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Like all these things. And I wonder, like, not I wonder, I, I know, we all know, like, how much healthier of a society we would be if the information was provided in a uh, an open non-biased kind of way at a young age, like if people were able to have discussions and be comfortable enough to have these discussions at a young age, how many little, how many young girls wouldn't get assaulted? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like how many young girls wouldn't get uh, groomed and taken advantage of and, and so on and so forth. Like, I just, I feel like And then how sex is tied to our worth as like humans right like we've had this discussion before because i have been i'm a female i've gone on dates whatever you know like how curious men are about our body counts and what that means in terms of our worthiness to be taken seriously, or wife material and whatever, you know what I mean? And some I guys
0: just, like girls with uh, higher body counts because that might mean that they know what they're doing a little bit more.
2: But it's I mean that's what a needle in a haystack bro. like, like I mean,
0: I don't know sometimes because like some guys guy marry guy porn stars. you know.
2: Well, sure. But that's a whole other thing. Like I think that uh, the guys who are like in like finding wives in porn industry or stripper industry are respecting the hustle and and, like they're not even like super caring about what she's got to do to get there's that group of guys who are like confident and secure. But like most men aren't. I feel like they're very territorial, possessive not secure kind of a thing and then they're still subscribed to this patriarchal like sex you know what I mean like that they have been taught conditioned and brought up um, to believe and follow and so I think that like that's why it's always been important for like me and us to like especially because I have a male co-host and I'm a female and then the majority of the people who watch this are men demographics wise. And so it's always been really important to me to make sure that like a female voice is heard. And it's like, no, 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 actually. And I think it's really cool that you've built this platform to kind of (laughs) like throw it in there. You know what I mean? Not really throw it in their face because they're kind of looking for it. If it's popping up on their shit, but like it's, it's empowering like you said, knowledge is power. It. We're all thinking it. Only some people have the courage and the platforms to say it out loud and apologetically. You know what I mean? And I think it's like really cool that you're doing that. Because it's something I'm also passionate about. I mean, I'm not trying to be a sex therapist or anything like that. But what I've always believed Thankfully. in is the power of, of conversation. And that's why, like, I've always wanted the podcast, because I wanted to have conversations, say things that I wish people said, you know, from from at a young age to right now, and and, like, get those things going, like, and a lot of people are like, we love your topics, totally relatable, like all this shit, like people want to hear this stuff, they want to talk about it. So like, I'm happy that people like you exist on these platforms and have, you know, a good solid following, because it's really important.
1: I agree with you. Uh, Thank you for that. I wish that it wasn't so hard recently for me. Honestly, I know you're saying you said that people are eating this up. But because what I talk about is so taboo, I've been getting a lot of like community guidelines violations and stuff. Shadow bans. I mean, I think honestly, it's it's so silly because sex Wild. talk is important, and they even say in the guidelines that we allow sexually. Ex- explicit content whatever as long as it's for educational or artistic purposes which is exactly what i do Mm -hmm. Um, for my understanding based on the way it happens so randomly i'm pretty sure people are reporting me so it's very likely that there's my i'm popping up because i'm getting bigger i'm popping up on people's pages that are very anti talking about sex whether it's religious reasons or personal reasons or jealousy you know it's so true like i've learned so much from posting on the internet that. Not only do you have to have thick skin, but you have to understand that the more love you get, the more hate you get. And it's also whenever you're doing something to try to make a difference, especially if you're talking about something controversial or taboo, there's going to be people that are going to have a problem with what you're doing. And I'm so passionate about what I do that I'm going to continue doing it regardless. But if you watch my recent videos versus like, (laughs) like last month, I can't say vagina. I can't say penis. I can't say the word sex. I can't say vaginal, sexual, cum, sperm. Like I literally have to use code words. So I say taco and burrito for like Mm -hmm. vagina and penis. I say, Eggs, like the word "eggs" instead of "sex," and I don't write the actual words because that's the only way I can think to protect myself. And I've made a backup TikTok, I made a backup Instagram because I'm just paranoid because I know that you know there's there's a certain amount of violations you can get. I don't know how many. I just don't want to get kicked off the app. And I've just been getting a lot of violations. And all of my videos that have over a million views, which is like over ten of them, they all have those words in them. So those videos are still like in the algorithm. And then I have all these videos that I'm making now where I have to be extra careful. And if I wanted to like repost a video that has over a million views to, cause you know, as content creators, it's actually a strategy. Like if you know that video looks, does well on the algorithm, it's all about getting on the FYP, the for you page, you kind of like Use that video like at least three times to kind of just get more people into your content because like clearly you did something right if it got over mm-hmm. a million views.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I can't even use those anymore because I'm just anxious. Like I have videos that I've tried to repost that I posted like two months ago, and I'm getting those. I'm getting violations on those, and they're already on my page, and I'm just like, what? And so there must be people out there who are really just hating yeah. me. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And another thing about it too, like sorry to interrupt. Like
0: no, I'm
1: live on TikTok sometimes. And I can't talk about my niche on live. Like I'll get banned for 10 minutes for vlogger content just for saying penis and vagina. I'm like, this is my content. This is my niche. Like I can't even talk Stop about censoring sex facts Yeah. on the same app that I'm going viral for talking about sex facts. Like make it make sense. And another thing that really irritates me is like, you guys know TikTok, like WAP, what Ass Pussy went viral because of TikTok. There's right. a, you know the song "Fact" by Eminem about sticking a gerbil up your butt. hmm <laughs> That one viral on TikTok. I'm like, how is there Only a song certain people can. Birthday? Yeah. And Eminem's song that's really funny, and I've always thought it was catchy and hilarious, but it's about sticking a dribble up your butt with a tube. Like, those are going viral, and I can't say the word vagina.
2: Like, Right.
0: No, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> all of the platforms do it. Some are a little more extreme than others. Yeah. I got to say that I think that TikTok is very strict maybe they changed it recently maybe that's why your videos before weren't getting censored so heavily but i mean we're noobs on tiktok right and even like the like with just our new videos that we uh been trying to put on tiktok like i got one that doesn't say anything bad no words that are out of line but it was about like robo calls like i did a i did like a little tiktok just you know kind of just messing around and had no vulgar language didn't talk about sex, nothing like that. And um, that community guidelines thing came up and said, "Oh, it's deleted. You know, you can appeal it or whatever." And I'm like, "What did I? What did I even do for that video to be censored at all? Like this video, like literally, it's not even—it's barely even Thank me on there. You know, it's just
2: blast for robo calling you. Didn't yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, like maybe TikTok is just like heavily censoring right now. But I, I think that's like one of the biggest issues on social media is that they have the power to like pretty much make you go viral with all of the algorithms and the technology, but they also have the power to kind of shut you down. So, you know, it's, I think it's just important to try to get on many, as many social medias as possible, because if you do, you know, anybody, not just us, you know, but if anybody builds a brand on a social media, like it could just be taken away from you just like that out of nowhere. And you won't even mean to, and you could say, Hey, look though, I'm sorry. I won't do it again, but they'll be like, ah, no, sorry. And there's like nobody you could talk to unless you're already a celeb and got, you know, the connects to go and talk to or, or whatever. So, you know, I mean, I just, I, I just think it's crazy. I mean, even like on our platform, <clears throat> I'm I'm glad that we're talking about this. Cause now I'm like about to get in rant mode right quick. Um, Like we'll, we'll do a, a guest episode and you know, we'll be having fun. Cause I mean, it's, most of the guest episodes are just free form conversation. Yeah, like, you know, we we talk about like what you do, you know, and everything you got going on of course, but you know, we also um you know just have fun with it. And like YouTube they'll demonetize the episode so fast if we say just one thing that it doesn't like and there's a lot of trigger words. Like I could say something right now that would get this demonetized. Actually, we probably already did. But <laughs> like I could say um um wife wife is a um demonetizing word. Wife. Can you believe it? Wife.
1: Like husband and wife.
0: Yep. And if there's a certain like connection me? with words, yeah, like there's certain words you can say. Like there's there are a whole list of demonetizing words and like I'll look at some videos that uh remain monetized and like I'm like I say so many bad things in this one and then I like I'll try to like watch everything I say on an episode. And then, you know, it'll get demonetized. I'm like,
2: but then I'll come through and say fuck and like whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just think it's crazy that social media like tries to censor us so much when it's just the creators being the creators that make the platforms what they truly are, you know? So whatever it is that, People make videos about or create whatever content they create. And by the way, you're a content machine. Like you posted like three videos before you even came on this podcast right now. How do you even find a time to make so much content? It's like, just I is it just how. like constant inspiration all day? And you just like, let me record.
1: I <laughs> I have a lot of like notes from sex fact videos and um I honestly batch content. Like that's what you have to do. Cause I like to post when I, I like to post or make videos when I feel like I look the best and I don't always want to put makeup on. So like, let's say like a day like today where I actually cared, I'll make right. like five to 10 videos in that city so and, and <laughs> change my shirt. You know? it, it's it's definitely like a, a strategy because when you're feeling in a creative mood and like you have that high energy and you're like, okay, I wanna create, and you have a whole list of notes, then right. you can make a bunch of videos. Like a lot of my videos, the ones that do the best are like 15 seconds, which is like really hard because I'm like three sex facts and less than 15 seconds. Those are the ones that blow up because people are like, I have 15 seconds to learn. Like right. the right. ones that are a minute, they're really hard. Like the first one I ever got viral was a minute long. So I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yes. But, yeah a lot of them are, but the ones that have been doing well and getting in the millions recently are like in less than fifteen seconds so I say yeah. the beginning like or I say and or I'll say something like uh three sex facts in less than fifteen seconds and the last one's really bizarre or the last one is Moy and Portante. Like, I just make sure of like, oh, they got to you know, know what the last one that. is. That mm-hmm. works. And so I, all will batch content and then I'll post like right now about once a day on my actual TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. The ones I'm posting on my backup TikTok are all of my like really good videos from before. So like I'm using reposts. I haven't gotten any violations on my backup TikTok at all. And I'm thinking like, I haven't blown up enough on there to piss people off. Not mm-hmm. and only the people that are watching those videos are already my followers who are supporting me. So that makes me think it's definitely people reporting me because I'm not even getting in trouble on my backup TikTok, which only has like 1,600, 1,700 followers at this point because I For just. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then uh, Instagram's great because you can say whatever you want. Um, right. So I'm trying kind to of blow up on Reels and those are also like videos. I have like hundreds of videos to repost but the problem is I have to fit them into like the timeframe of 30 seconds. So I basically like, I download them without the watermark, safe talk, there's like this app. You can take the TikTok videos, take the watermark off, upload it onto reels and then try to fit a 30 seconds where it makes sense. So I don't cut myself off and then add like a bunch of hashtags. And so far so good. I haven't blown up on reels. I just know it's going to happen because with any social media, it's consistency, obviously Uh, with YouTube, it's really hard as I'm sure you guys know to get on the algorithm. You have to be like in that for a long time. TikTok, the great thing about TikTok is like you can go viral very quickly because the algorithm is just like genius. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that platform because I've been able to connect and blow up so quick. Like in terms of getting getting like half a million followers in less than a year is pretty freaking awesome. And yeah, it's that's not something you can really do on YouTube unless you do something like... Ext- like, you do really viral like crazy, like my life
0: in a van. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like that. But you don't do that, not with educational content. You have so, to say something that's like extremely mind blowing, like change life change. I mean, it is life changing mm-hmm. what I do, but you know what I mean? Like, you have to really build yourself up on YouTube. Um, and I, you know, obviously, like being on social media, TikTok has really helped with that. TikTok has helped a lot with my Instagram growth. I'm, I'm so thankful for TikTok, which is why I'm like so scared about how much trouble i've been having with haters and sensitive people and i just
2: religious people
0: (laughs) we live in weird times
2: just keep scrolling like why do you have to such a hard concept for people i swear (laughs) to god it's the hardest concept for people they i think people just want to always have some shit to complain about Mm -hmm. like misery loves company i swear to god and I, I just – I think they need to go play with themselves or they need a hobby. Yeah. They need to, like, fucking chill. They need to go away. Just I think a lot of them are jealous. so easy. You just go like this. That's it. Just- That's all it
1: takes. Exactly. And it's really annoying. I think uh, it's insecurity issues, too. Like, people mm-hmm. – they feel like they're not fulfilled in their lives and mm-hmm. they don't know how to get out of this like hole that they're in they're like I don't know what to do with my life yeah. but someone who's doing something good they see someone who's like rocking on and happy and mm-hmm. they're like fuck that person I'm trying to like ruin their life report like that's what I think it is mm-hmm. along with like the people that are like you can't masturbate because you go to hell like you know yeah it, I, not-
0: a
2: lot of it I think is a religion thing or I like a that's not a thing <laughs> Bro, that's that's not that. Fact. No, i mean you have to love thyself to first <laughs> <Yeah>. that's true <laughs>
0: that's true like
1: come on man i don't have anything against religion at all i just mean, neither there's, but there's things about religion that when they restrict pleasures from life that's not something i believe in because you know masturbation has so many health benefits and we're all human and we like masturbating for a reason <laughs> i want yeah.
0: I, I wonder if um at some point it could be bad for guys though because didn't tom green you're you remember tom green right the comedian dude this is the One
2: tom green show it's yeah. not the green tom you don't remember show. tom green
0: so all right so tom green he was on mtv you know I, I don't know how old you are but he was on mtv like i don't know like 10 probably like 15 probably when i was a kid actually what, what? we were young i
2: think it was in the 90s it in the yeah 90s. it
0: was definitely in the 90s but anyways I brought him up because they said that he got tes- testicular like tumors or cancer or whatever uh, from masturbating too much.
2: I feel like that would relieve yeah, because that.
1: I actually have read research studies that show men that masturbate at least three times a week are less likely to get testicular cancer.
0: Is that and right? I've
1: posted about that before. Yes, it's a fact. I mean, it's not to say that every man that masturbates a lot. Does, like, Dr. Yeah. Ruth says this, and I want to talk a little bit about Dr. Ruth, by the way, I don't want to skip that because I, yeah yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever. Have Dr. Time. Ruth says this too, like, there's no such thing as masturbating too much unless number one, you're in pain or number two, you're addicted. An addicting, mm-hmm. like the, the whole definition of being addicted to something is when it gets in the way of your interpersonal or occupational functioning like if you're masturbating so much that you're like late to work or you're not having sex with your partner or you're neglecting your family like that's when that's a problem or if you're like doing it in a way that's making you pain you might not be like that lubricant like there are ways to do it in the wrong way that's not safe but as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting someone else or addicted to it then there's nothing really wrong with it um I'm sure that there might be some like cases out there where people who masturbate too much that has some kind of negative effect on their health. But like overall, that's what I've learned is that it's healthy as long until you, you know, everything in moderation, honestly, like you mm-hmm. can even drink too much water and get sick, you know, yeah, you still got to stay hydrated.
0: Man, did you guys hear about that, that uh, company Real Water? Um, it's like an alkaline company and apparently people who have been drinking that water a lot they've been getting like liver problems and stuff like that crazy right that.
2: i yeah. have not heard that i wonder what the science behind that is actually yeah
0: me too me I'll too curious it's either that they were drinking too much of that water or it was the masturbation the i things.
2: feel like sometimes when i drink too much if i'm drinking only alkaline water i feel like it messes with my body's ph like really i yeah i felt that so i like kicked back on alkaline water like i only drink spring water now
0: yeah i don't i don't know too much about all that but i do know that our body's already highly acidic so i don't even know if alkaline water can really balance out what our body already is
2: well if you eat like a really alkaline diet too if you're just doing Mm. all things alkaline like i feel like like she said, you know, everything in moderation. You you do have to have some kind of balance.
0: So Sonia, tell me more about uh, Dr. Ruth.
2: Dr.
1: Ruth. So Dr. Ruth, um, I don't. You get. You know who that is, right? Um,
2: I feel like <laughs> I. It's very familiar.
1: Okay, so Dr. Ruth is the most famous sex therapist in the world. She has a documentary on Hulu called Ask Dr. Ruth. She used to have a show. So basically, this woman is incredible. She I think she's 94 now. She's in her like almost mid-90s. And she is actually a Holocaust survivor. Like she lost her whole family to the Holocaust. And long story short, she survived the Holocaust, like got moved out of like Germany at the perfect time to, to survive. She started... After the Holocaust ended, she like started a whole family. And then she also she went to school to get graduate studies in sex and became a sex therapist at a time where it was really taboo to talk about sex. She started this radio show called sexually speaking in the 80s where she on Sundays she would answer people's phone calls about sex and then it blew up and like that was like the tiktok back then was like actual radio so it was interesting like people will call up and be like why isn't my dick working and she'd be like this is why and it turned into like and she got a lot of uh, backlash obviously because she was talking about sex in like the 80s and everyone was like oh you know but that's why it, it blew up and she got famous and had her own show she was just on she's been on like Ellen and a bunch of different like shows she's famous people I know who her. she is now
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ruth Westheimer and a yeah. uh, fun fact she's actually friends with my uncle she's been friends with my uncle for over 30 years
2: oh, wow. um right at the
1: beginning of COVID I actually talked to her on the phone for 15 minutes because I was like so I started talking about sex um on TikTok she obviously isn't familiar with the TikTok world but I wanted her advice about becoming a sex therapist and she was like well you should get my book that she just came out with recently called Ask Dr. Ruth. Um, Sorry, that's the movie. It's called um, Sex for Dummies, fourth edition, which is a great book. I have it on Audible, so I listen to it sometimes. Um, I love Audible. It's so great, like, listening to this, like, 90-something-year-old old old woman who's super adorable. She's, like, tiny, too, like, talking about sex. I've learned so much from her. Um, We don't agree on a lot of things in terms of, like, she's very old-fashioned, so she has, like, different perspectives on, like, threesomes and polyamory than I do. She thinks you should just be with one person. I'm more mm-hmm. of, like, a this-generation perspective, like, more right. open-minded. Um, yeah. but she, there's a lot of things I've learned from her. Like, she talks about how important it is to cuddle after sex because it acts as foreplay for the next sexual experience. She talks about how women get uh, blue balls, too, and she named
2: it Blue Lips. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is I hilarious. agree with that, to be honest. A one thousand percent. There's such have, things as
0: blue lips.
2: <laughs> I one thousand percent believe it. I've
1: yeah, it's like totally experienced you it. Get it going with a woman or a man, and then all of a sudden she doesn't get a chance to orgasm, but she's like close to. That's it hurts. Like maybe not as much as it does for men. I don't know, but it it I'll get I'll be aggravated. I'll be like, cranky
2: as hell. I'm yeah, be mad. Blue she's so balls cute. doesn't hurt she's that bad. <laughs> like.
0: Blue balls is just a way for a guy to be like, I'm frustrated that you didn't allow me to.
1: You could argue that it's the same for women too. Like maybe it's not pain. It's just like aggravation it's aggravation it's gonna
2: be painful for you because i'm not gonna be happy
1: (laughs) it shouldn't happen to anyone i mean it's it's i think it's happened to most people but you know um it almost makes me like want to be alone because like i don't ever blue ball my blue lip myself
2: (laughs) yeah me neither i never let myself down yeah
1: i've also like been in all these like i'm so happy that i researched this because the male orgasm is more prioritized than the female orgasm so like there are many women out there that put up with this I put up with this like actually having sex with a guy and then when he has his orgasm and ejaculation the sex is over it's like excuse me like what about me like right <laughs> a lot of women they accept that because society has like you know it's it's actually unfair biologically that the sex the ejaculation happens and then that's when like the reproductive thing happens you know like we have the fertilized fertilization yeah. but the sex is just as important. The pleasure is just as important, regardless if you're male or female. And I just think it's so frustrating. And I I wish I could like go back in time and tell tell some of these guys that I've been with, like, I mean, I, I'm i bisexual. So like I've had sex with women. That's never happened before. It's like almost like a given, like we're going to make each other come. Mm-hmm. I've been in these like situationships with men or like, I don't know, friends have been, and like they come and then that's it. And I'm just, I've accepted that without question. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why was that ever okay
2: right and we go back to these like these guys like we'll go and do it again and it'll happen
1: anymore anymore. for me if you didn't actually care to make me come then but if
2: you care about them like you said like women are more emotional and um and you will put up with shit and or or fall for potential that's like 100 a thing and you'll continue to engage with the hopes that something will change something's gonna give he's gonna do this differently because we talked about it or i said something and he cares about me or he should care about me right because he's having sex with me you know like and, and those are things that we'll do like it's it's not acceptable. That's why I'm very anti fake orgasms. Oh, me too. Do not make him feel like he got you there if he didn't get you there. You're not doing yourself a favor at all. And you're not doing him any favors. Because then he's gonna walk around thinking he like he's got it like that when you don't got it like that, bro. Like
0: I promise yeah, guys, I'm gonna stand I up for us in home. a minute. I'm nothing just letting them. You
2: can't. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. How are you gonna stand up for that?
1: Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. The whole fake orgasm thing, and I've definitely talked about this on TikTok many times. And the reasoning for it is ridiculous. Like, it's just. What are
0: some of the reasons you've heard?
1: Well, the reason, the number one thing that pops out is like, a lot of the time the woman wants to make the man feel good, like make him feel like he's doing the right thing. And but what you're really doing is like teaching them how to not make you come. Like, right. And um, it's like a. I've also heard that like, if you're in a married, like a lot of married couples, like they're just like, they didn't really want to have sex. They just like pretend to come just just to to be over with, with, which is also kind of silly to me. Um, And it's just like this, not, it's like a lack of communication just because you don't want to be real just because the reality hurts. And um, I think a lot of the problem too, is like a lot of women are just scared to communicate their needs. Because of society and because of what I said before about the male orgasm being prioritized, it's almost like the male thinking that they did a good job is more important than her own satisfaction.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I, well, I, I've talked about that before too. We're not allowed to verbalize what we want or what we like and what we enjoy because that's what we think. How, how do you know, you whore? Like, wow, you know, like there's a lot of like, negative connotations to women enjoying sex and knowing what they want and like demanding that like that is what the bare minimum you're gonna give me Mm -hmm. and and then we're like these evil whores you know what I mean like
1: yeah I just don't agree with the whole mentality where it's like if a woman has multiple sexual partners she's all of a sudden a whore but like we all know how it's the exact opposite for men for the most part it's like oh he's the man he's a ladies man like he's a pimp and right. then the woman it's like oh you're a whore it's like excuse me like why or, up, or
2: yeah. you have sex with 200 guys your vagina is loose but i could have sex That's with messed. one guy 200 times but my vagina is not loose it doesn't get loose like, that shit makes sense it In doesn't, doesn't most- make sense well, most-
0: i mean there's different size penises though so like if she's like with a guy with like a a huge monster d Then i mean it might right it has to
2: no so it it can have children
1: yeah yeah so basically like think about it like this so just i talked about this in my last video three myths about sex because this one's so common but like think about it like when your mouth when you're like eating food and you open up your mouth to eat something and then it goes back that's how the vagina is but also like think about this like a woman who has a baby is having a baby, like a huge baby out of her vagina, it only takes like two days for it to kind of like snap back to what it used to be. So it doesn't actually make sense for like a big penis to loosen a vagina. It's actually a myth, like that doesn't actually happen. Um, I have heard personal friends say that they can tell the difference between like if a woman has had sex recently, like Mm -hmm. they can feel a looseness. And I haven't been able to find any research that confirms that. I think if that is true, then it's a temporary looseness, but it doesn't make it like permanently loose. Like that's a myth for sure. Cause that, I've done a lot of research on it.
2: That and um, what was I going to say? We were talking like the about roast me-
1: pussy myths also. Yeah.
2: Well, and because the vagina <laughs> swells up to like two, or it, it opens up up to like two inches when you're aroused. Mm-hmm. So like it automatically gets wider in there when you're aroused, just like labia, like some labia lengthen or get swollen when you're aroused. And then when you're not, it goes back to what yeah. it what Vaginal
1: tenting like, or ballooning. Um, right. The more you do foreplay and get a woman turned on, the more her vagina opens. So like if you are with a guy that has a really big penis or you're like, you know, there's like a really big dildo or whatever the situation is if you, the more horny you are, the less it's going to hurt. So like some people that have pain during sex, which is like really common for women,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: more you do foreplay, like even up to 40 minutes, sometimes the less painful it would be. And obviously like the more lubrication if you need lubrication, but um, I call it, I, I like to think of it as like warming up the oven, you know?
2: For sure. And foreplay isn't just, you know, cuddling a fellatio. Like that's like wake up flirting, talk to me nice. Let's have like respectful conversations, fun mm-hmm. conversations. Let's help each other out around the house. Like that's all foreplay. And I'm like, I think a lot of men don't get that, you know, yeah, like, a lot of things I agree have- with that.
0: A lot of guys don't like to talk. And I think that's one of like the best, the best things I ever is like, false.
2: what I think that's false. There's a lot of guys who love to talk,
0: but, but some I think of guys don't. who
2: just want sex from you don't, don't want to talk to you and that's the problem like chicks need to quit having sex with dudes who don't want to who don't care enough to like put in the effort or the time or the consideration to fuck you like properly you know what i mean like like you shouldn't i think it's very cowardice of men because like to to, like they say like women use sex to get love and men use the idea of love to get sex from women right and I think that's, like, one of the most cowardice things, like, a man could do is to, like, make a woman feel like she could fall in love with him, that she's safe enough to do so, just so he can fuck her.
0: Don't they call those guys womanizers?
2: Well, we call those guys a lot of things. <laughs> F-boy, toxic. Yeah. It, it's yeah.
1: Uh, I should have known that
0: guys were going to get bodied on this episode right here.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's... I, I don't like to say... Like men be like, women be like. This I don't like making generalizations, mm-hmm. but I do like calling out a certain kind of person that does terrible things. And like even those things that you're talking about, women do those things too. Women
2: do it too. My first I, I'm not. Yeah.
1: Relationship was with this uh, Dominican girl. I was 14. She was 18. Like, and I fell in love with her. I thought I did, anyways. She was the biggest womanizer like you could ever possibly meet. Like, mm-hmm. and this is a woman. You know. I mean, right? Maybe she. Yeah doesn't identify like with you know female pronouns at this time um but like you know it doesn't matter if you have a penis or vagina people just suck sometimes like people yeah. and honestly like I think the biggest like way to summarize it is hurt people hurt people and people who have been through trauma or bad relationships or were neglected like I look into attachment theory a lot it's like a big part of um, me as a therapist when I talk to my clients is attachment theory is like such a big explanation for why people are so crappy to each other and I see it all the time with my friends and their toxic relationships. And I like educating people about it because when you understand why people manipulate people and they're hurting people because they were hurt, then it could help you like self-reflect and being toxic relationships and attachment theory is so important. Like it, it's crazy. Like pretty much every single person that cheats they they've been hurt in some kind of way. It's really mind blowing.
2: It is. <laughs> I actually just um, I've I, I am, was like um somewhat familiar with attachment theory just um, from school and stuff. but then I just recently um, listened to have you ever heard of the podcast Modern Wisdom? Um, well, the guy that does that had a a therapist a, psych- a psychiatrist on there who specializes more in um, evolutionary, um like what is it like evolutionary psychology and like especially when it comes to sex and male and female and why we do the things we do and he basically was talking about everything comes down to attachment like everything we do like comes down to attachment and it's freaking mind-blowing when you like yeah. when you really learn about like what that is and even just like on the basic level like listen to that shit you have like several epiphanies in your own head you're like oh like that's wild like that's why i do that and it's true like
1: all of your relationships and your past relationships
2: and your and your relationships with your family your friendships like all kinds of shit dude like mm-hmm. i like identifying this that and the other like why it's it's fucking mind blowing. I like. I encourage everybody listening to this to like check that out, or like listen to something about that, or read something about that because it's pretty crazy. Word. I'll have to check it
1: out for sure. Yeah, so, I'll definitely listen to it. It's a podcast. You said
2: it's a podcast. It was um an episode on there. I think. It, I think it's like episode three thirteen. Right? What was this? I showed it to you, Jimmy? Um. Perhaps. it's really 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 insightful i i really love this podcast i might have
0: or might not have clicked on it
1: listen to it I, i'm very big on like ted talks and podcasts and just like listening to doctors speak about things like it, it really helps me and i feel like i'm, I'm maturing because like <laughs> i'm so into like these adult things now and i never used to really like crazy huh so much but
2: yeah. his I name is adam lane smith the the psychotherapist that he had on there is adam lane smith it's episode 310 okay. um i, I don't have to, write it down really to that. That. I'm gonna
1: watch this later anyway
2: <laughs> yeah i think you'll really enjoy that episode of the podcast for sure
1: thank you yeah i'll definitely check it out and you should definitely both maybe check out that documentary by dr ruth another um sexologist that i'm obsessed with is sham do you guys know sham mm mm Shannon Boodram, she, um, I believe she has a master's and she's a sexologist. She has like a really big following on YouTube. And the reason I um, discovered her is because I was live on TikTok and someone was like, your content reminds me a lot of Shambooty. And I was like, who's that? So I looked it up. She has like 600,000 followers. She has a lot of really good content on like uh, non-monogamy, like open relationships, uh, sex, uh, toxic relationships. Like I have a friend who's in a toxic relationship right now. So I just sent her a bunch of her videos. I was like, listen to this This is how you get out of it. Um, Because I feel like that's just so helpful for me. If I'm struggling with something, I find other people on YouTube who've struggled with it and like been past it. And then it motivates me to like do better and self-reflect. So that's what I'm trying to help someone out with right now using her content. So Oh, you would love sham booty. Oh, she's great.
0: I have to I have to look I'm up have sham, to sham out, Bo- yeah. booty, sham booty, or sham
1: booty, like booty. <laughs> but oh,
0: booty. Okay,
1: it's so smart because like she talks about sex, so like sham booty, you know? Yeah, so, she's great. And she talked about intermittent reinforcement, which is another video I talked about on TikTok that went viral about how, um, the reason that women often Feel like they're addicted to somebody who gives them inconsistent attention is because of intermittent reinforcement. So if you're dating a guy who starts giving you attention at first and then takes the attention away, it starts making us like self. It starts making us question our self worth. Like how come he was giving me all this attention and then pulled it away? It's like um, there's it's like slot machines. You know when you're getting a reward or reward and then it's it, it's like inconsistent it starts creating an addiction. So nothing mm-hmm. creates an addiction like an inconsistent reward. And Booty said it like that. And I was like, oh my God, I need to talk about this. So I talked about it on my TikTok. and went viral. And um, I I love her content because like the way she t- explains things, like she's just great. And uh, that's a really big psychological thing because if you understand why you're addicted to somebody and then you're like, wait a minute, I only I'm only addicted to the fact that they're giving me attention inconsistently and it's making mm-hmm. me... Like question my self-worth they, they're manipulating you if you see that from a psychological perspective you're like oh okay like i'm not i don't even really like this person i just want their validation and then you're like okay i can self-heal now because i understand
0: that's what social media does to us too with the, with the algorithms and i sometimes wonder if the reason why they pull back on the algorithm sometimes is just to get you to go harder to pump out more content and then they give it to so, you again and an kind of keep you And then they keep you coming back. I mean, because they need the content creators to just keep on creating. So like- I'm
1: addicted to posting on TikTok because it's an inconsistent reward. Like sometimes I'll get a million views. Sometimes I'll get like three. It's so crazy too. Like when you become a content creator, all of a sudden 3,000 feels like a flop. But that's 3,000 people like looking at your content. I'm like, why does this feel like this? Like, Totally there. (laughs) You no, know yeah. exactly. What I mean, like you get 600 <laughs> views on YouTube and you're like, "What? it didn't get a oh thousand God. views. Like, yeah,
0: it'll be like our worst. Like we would we literally called one of our episodes uh, the worst, the worst, worst episode yet. And at the time it was like our our, you know, highest viewed episode. We're like, well, we don't get it. <laughs> you know,
2: like, yeah. We're like, how'd that get 50 grand, dude? Like that was literally like we got off of that episode and we were like, that was trash. Like, I'll be surprised yep. if that does anything. And if I can do like 50 grand or whatever, we were That's like, amazing. oh, shit. I even that yet. Like, yeah,
1: like, I think my, my best video is Does Size Matter? And I forget how much it has. But it's definitely over 10K. Does it matter? Does it matter? <laughs> um, so it depends. A lot of women will say size does matter. But the biggest emphasis that I d- discuss in this video is a lot of women, this is like really important that a lot of people don't know this, but only one third of women in the population can come from the insides, like penetration, like from sex. Most of us, myself included, come from external stimulation, like the clitoris, you know, the women that come on the inside, like great for them without any touching of the external clitoris, like that's awesome, but it's only like one third of the population. So that makes you think like, if if you're with a partner male or female and they can make you come from like eating you out or fingering you or using a vibrator incorporating a vibrator during intercourse then does size really matter not really like let's say you have a small penis and you're a great lover and you care about your your females you know she comes on the outside if you do like 15 20 minutes of foreplay get her warmed up you eat her out for almost to the point that she's about to come and then you start fucking her like
2: Mm
1: like you're gonna be a good lover you know you can even use your fingers. You can use other tools in your toolbox. As long as you're making her come, then like, that's great. There are some women out there though, that need like a huge penis to, to actually like get to that point. Like I can't even neglect that. That's true. Like I have friends that talk about it and I have friends that squirt from just a dick inside them. Like that's not most of women's experience. So like in the grand schemes of things no size doesn't really matter what matters is open communication taking care of her needs knowing how to like eat her pussy if she likes getting her pussy eaten which most women do like that's really what makes a good partner like if size mattered then how come like lesbian individuals have more orgasm than straight women you know right. what i'm saying like if you think about it from that perspective it matters sometimes but majority it doesn't really matter. And like, I emphasize that in the video. And I talk about um, like Dr. Ruth's perspective on it. And I put a little snip from little Dickie in there because (laughs) um, he's hilarious. And he went to my high school, Um, super funny, but I honestly think like you could be like little Dickie, you can have a small penis and still be a good lover. Um,
0: What if little Dickie is actually just straight up a slaying huge rod.
1: (laughs) He definitely isn't. Like I, I actually appreciate him for being so upfront about his like five inch something
2: penis because it's. I just- heard that's an average. So we were talking about this. Yeah. Like, it is five something. It's like five something. It's like five point three or something. Five point one four. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Is that, that average? Is, that's average, and I, it blew my mind because I feel like everybody I had been with, for the most part, was like well above that and I was like have I just been lucky like what's happening here but- well you
0: only talk you only talk to guys over six foot so that's probably why
2: that's not always true I I do go for a personality if you're if you're like five nine five ten she's a height supremacist have have, yeah, I'm a height supremacist I don't I don't have any I shame am, about it I like tall guys so- like, I feel like if they can judge me on my boobs, my ass, my skin, anything, then I can judge them on their height. Like,
1: it's okay to, to be with it. I'm shallow AF. I can't even deny it.
2: But. Well, you have to be physically attracted to them if you're eventually going to have sex with this person or sustain any kind of relationship. That's true. I have to be attracted to you, bro. And if you're not funny or whatever if i'm not physically like i need something and height is always going to be the one thing that number one automatically draws my attention to you Mm -hmm. but to go on that like size mattering thing i think shape matters too
1: yeah they say that the girth is more important than the length which i would have to agree with in a lot of ways um but in my overall perspective is if you care to make her come and you know how to make her finish whether it's with your penis or not then like you're doing right and like you can well because
2: I'm someone who it's not just outward outside stimulation I need that combined with g-spot to get there and Mm -hmm. so if you're someone who's like this the way that you're gonna get me there is probably from behind right Mm -hmm. because you'll because the g-spot's like up and in in word, you know, and and for a man who's like this or points upward, you're gonna get me there off like me being on top or you being on top. Those kind, I like yeah. I I know my body, so I try to choose positions based off his shape. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, totally. Are, are you two a couple? I didn't ask you. That. Oh no, 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 no. no. Okay. Like, no I'm
0: I'm married actually.
1: He is married. Oh. Well, okay, yeah. never mind. I'm not gonna say what I was about to say then. Never you mind. should
0: say it though. No, you you should say it just for shits and gigs for somebody else that's listening.
1: No, I was gonna say, like, I I was looking at your facial expressions while she was explaining. You just looked very interested in what she was saying. Like
2: <laughs> he he's actually really good about like cause I've talked like I said, we've talked about sex up uh, all you know, just like fucking crazy. And I think Jimmy's really receptive to like um advice or input or insight of any kind when it comes to these topics because he is married and he wants to i think stay married and he wants a happy wife and like i don't i don't doubt that whatever he's doing isn't working for him but you never know like any little tip or whatever could like
0: oh yeah i mean i'm totally soaking it in right now that's why i'm just kind of like listening sitting back listening like i i love it when we have a guest on and Uh, Stella and the guest just you know start going going back and forth because I'm just like I'm listening to a podcast I'm like you know because I love listening to podcasts and the whole time you both are talking about um, this stimulation on outward stimulation inward stimulation I'm thinking to myself wow my wife she gets off from the inside Mm-hmm. and like the whole time i'm like dang so does this mean like i'm lightweight packing out here like you know what i mean so i'm like questioning myself like okay okay jimmy okay no i'm playing <laughs> well yeah. kind of
2: He's also very silly
0: yeah i'm 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 pretty silly yeah silly too. I, mean, I
1: mean you guys have seen my tiktoks i'm really silly
0: <laughs> I, I yeah i've noticed that i so, i wanted uh, to ask you about something actually sonia <clears throat> would you let Oprah, and no, I'm just playing. I wasn't gonna ask you nothing about Oprah. I wanted to ask you about climacophilia.
1: Climacophilia.
0: Yeah, did I say it wrong?
1: I don't even know.
0: Okay. What is
2: yeah. climacophilia?
0: She had a TikTok about it, and it's uh about uh like somebody who's like super into um. Hold on, climacophilia. Erotic
2: gratification from falling down the stairs.
0: <laughs> no it was uh that,
2: that
0: is it yeah 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 like
2: mm-hmm.
0: so wait did you say from falling down the stairs like they get yeah. off from like punishment type of stuff well,
2: well that punishment like- is different I think than this climacophilia did
1: you were you looking at notes did you like take notes on my content yeah
0: yeah I did I did I should have sent it to you too sorry everybody I didn't send it to Sonia oh that's okay I
1: don't, I don't care um yeah so for a while, I was looking into fetishes. I can't post about them on TikTok anymore because- We can't even- uh, Oh, talk we, about fetishes, we know, yeah. I can't yeah. talk about fetishes. Like for a while I was and it was fine. But like ever since, I guess it's like a month ago, I I got like all these violations. I, they even took me off the TikTok creator fund. I was like, okay, great. Like, I honestly think that they did that on purpose because they were trying to not pay people and not pay me as much, but I don't really right. care. Like, I don't even care about the fund as long as I don't lose my account, like whatever. But yeah, I can't talk about that anymore. Yeah, climacophilia. I was just looking into all these interesting sexual fetishes. And um, one of my best performing video that I put out, like um, I think it was like two months ago, a month and a half ago or two months ago, is the psychology of fetishes. And it got over 10,000 views, which is really good for me on YouTube. I was like, yes. Uh, But yeah, climacophilia, it's apparently some people get off on the idea or the actual act of falling down the steps. Which is like I have to post about this. What this exists
0: uh, that is also wild.
1: Melissophilia, which is a fetish for getting stung by bees and
2: wasps. What? That's interesting. interesting. And and when you say fetish, is that something is that something that's tied to arousal? So is, uh, is it always tied to arousal? Yeah, or fetish is,
0: is always tied to arousal because that's what turns them on. It's arousal. So
1: uh, something I talk about in the psychology of fetishes video is there's a difference between kinks and fetishes. So like mm-hmm. kinks are sometimes like when you're trying to spice things up in a relationship, you might want to do some kinky stuff, like add some hot wax or handcuffs or, you know, whips and stuff. But uh, that's just like, oh, I want to like do this thing that's out of the ordinary because it's exciting. A fetish is more so you kind of need that to get, to get off. off. So for someone who has a foot fetish, which you're familiar with, yeah. uh, pretty much need feet involved in some sort of way to be aroused and to get to that safety point where they're like, I'm horny and I can ejaculate and stuff. So it's interesting because the fetishes are so interesting to me. And I was trying to figure out like, why is this a thing? Like, what about fetish? What about feet? could turn someone on. I don't have a foot fetish, mostly men do. And if you watch my psychology of fetishes video, which you should, uh, it's actually in the brain, the part of the brain that's responsible for the sensory of genitals, feet and toes are close together. So a lot of men, there's like a cross wiring. And then automatically, without even any kind of like control over it, feet turn them on and I'm like whoa that's really interesting so I posted about that and it, there's also masochism I made another video about it and um mm-hmm. just because it's just focusing on masochism because a lot of people they're they get off from humiliation or pain and that's also another thing that just like how um a lot of the time it has to do with like maybe there was something that they experienced trauma related and they want and a lot of people who are traumatized they they actually like to re-experience something related to that because that's what they're comfortable with. It's like a comfortable feeling, even though it's like pain and suffering. And another part of that too is like, if you think about people that like to get humiliated, like there's this show called Bonding on Netflix, it's really funny, Um, but there's a lot of like masochism in that. And uh you should watch it. So a lot of people that like to get humiliated and they get turned on by being like someone being like you have the tiny penis, ha ha ha, your penis is tiny. I
2: actually have one of those people in my DM.
0: You have one of those?
1: Yeah. So yeah. basically, like I was looking into that and a lot of men who like to be like humiliated or they like Small to get penis powers, humiliation away from them. A lot of the time they are like CEOs of companies, and they are the boss of a bunch of people. So the reason why it turns them on is because it's like a reversal in the role. And it's something that's different than what they're used to, which makes it like this taboo thing that actually turned into arousal. And it's like really interesting.
2: Cool. Yeah, it's really interesting, because I I definitely have had some conversations with some people who have asked me to... To, if i could do the sph for them and like tell them they have a small dick yeah, my tiny penis yeah and like call them short dick and like all these things like i and i was like,
0: like you have one of those uh, uh-huh wow
2: and i feel like that's like super disrespectful like i don't want to say that to you like that doesn't make me feel like about it doesn't myself, turn you
0: on like, at all probably
2: it doesn't like i'm like a am a thank you and please person i'm not a fuck you you have a short dick like i bet you you know what i mean like it's a kind like, person of
1: personality to be like a dominatrix
2: right and I, I could be like a stern person but it's like if you're like being nice to me or paying me money like i feel bad saying bad shit to you like
1: i don't know it's just what I'm it is. cut out for it myself uh but bonding's a really funny show on netflix it's about this like it's not realistic at all but it's like the psychology student and her like gay best friend who's a comedian and she's like a dominatrix on the side and he like becomes her assistant and it's really funny because you'll see all these different like Portrayals of all these fetishes. Like, there's this one guy who has a fetish for penguins. So he likes to be in a penguin suit, and mm-hmm. then she'll like dress up as a penguin, and then they'll like do all this penguin stuff. And he gets off, and he'll jerk off while she like hops around like a penguin. So <laughs> it's actually you should watch it. The episode's only 20 minutes. It's on Netflix. It's it's
2: i'll holy. check it out. It's of course
1: it's like perfect timing for me to watch this because I'm a psychology student and this is like fetishes that actually exist. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's more of like a comedy than anything else, but is is really
0: funny i've I've been learning so much about the foot fetish because like you i you know i don't have a foot fetish but well i might have one for my wife but like i'm like i'm you know i'm open-minded to like hearing about it and and seeing or more so just trying to understand what it is about feet that turns some of these guys on and the more that we did like the foot episode and or the foot episodes that we do on Monday, and the more people that come by and are actually open to educating us about it. um, it, It's really like opened my eyes to it and made me want to learn more too about it as well. And like, it's just like, it's like the smell of the foot, I think that really drives them crazy. It's like something about it, the pheromones, the the odor from the woman's body that turns the guy on. It's like, like even like the guys that like to smell panties, like, see, I've never understood that. Like, I, I don't want to smell panties because I don't, I just don't, you know what I mean? It's like, that is kind of weird to me, you know, like, and even me saying that right now, we're probably going to get comments like, Oh, why are you saying that's weird? Because that's kind of how we came across the whole foot thing because we, we just spoke about it. And next thing we know, um, we're getting like, you know, people like really angry at us. And we kind of, you know, (laughs) Kind of just kept on talking about it or whatever um but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm just like you in trying to like understand what it is like psychologically first and foremost what it is that drives people to certain fetishes or i like here's another example i got a boy who um actually who is our first slide through um his name is michael melgoza and he's into the whole like bondage thing like he likes to you know like you know get the the swings the sex swings and whips and things like that and I, I just i'm i try to think it, like think about doing it myself you know and i'm just like i i just don't think that would do anything for me or or dressing up like cosplay and yeah or or even role play like i would 100% start cracking up you know like if i've dressed in a fred flintstone outfit you know and <laughs> you know, walked in funny. velma I'm here, you know, like, I, I'll be, I'd start cracking up. Right.
1: You see know? that it's like weird and bizarre is pretty much just saying that it's out of the ordinary. But I, I see people getting sensitive about it. And because my psychology of fetishes video did so well, I had a lot of people in the comments saying like, they were offended a little bit because it's like, I don't know anything about what they've experiencing. But this is just me trying to make sense of it. But like I said before, no matter what, there are going to be people that are going to get sensitive and upset about stuff. And me calling it bizarre and weird is because it's out of the ordinary it's not to shame people but that mm-hmm. is you know most people would say oh that's weird that people get turned on by bee stings and by falling down the steps like it is right. weird someone who does get turned on by that might take offense to that but like it's just weird because it's out of the ordinary and they they know that
0: it's out of the ordinary
1: and people are just really sensitive
0: if i ever got yeah. stung by a bee and got a heart on I would be mind blown. I'd be like, oh my gosh.
1: I heard that some people have tried to sting their bees their sting sting the bees. They tried to sting their testicles and penises to make them look bigger.
2: What? What the hell?
1: I know. I'm just like, that does not sound safe. <laughs> or no. that sounds really I mean, people who have melissophilia have probably tried that. I mean, if it does work, it's probably just like temporary and just and pray to God you're not, like,
2: allergic. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> I'm actually allergic to bees, so. Yeah,
2: I'm, like,
0: wildly yeah. That may not, like, work out good for me. You better holler at Dr. Miami, guys, if you uh, want to get a bigger piece. I don't know if getting stung by carpenter bees will uh, help you out there.
1: I just read about that, and I was
2: just like, whoa. <laughs> There's Yeah, yeah that, like I said, like, I, the, the foot fetish thing came about because, I was telling him a story about how, you know, some guy from Dubai, you know, is messaging me about buying foot pictures for me, and I had never heard of that. This was like prior to me even taking any kind of like human sexuality courses before I like really started going to college heavy like a long time ago, and and Instagram was new and shit, and and I didn't know this person, and I told Jimmy I thought that that was weird. That someone I didn't know halfway across the world is asking me this, but they took it as me telling them that they're weird for having a foot fetish, which it is a very shamed fetish. A lot of people are like, ugh, you know, and I feel for them. And that's why I kind of like feel like that's why we've kind of kept up the the foot cam thing, because I like feel like it helps normalize that I don't have a foot fetish. And I don't I've never been with someone who does have a foot fetish. So like on that sense, it does kind of make me feel like fraudulent in a way. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a fraud, dude. You know, I'm just showing them my feet though.
0: But well, she tells people that, you know. I am. Like-
2: I'm really transparent about yeah. it. But like I think part of the why we continued was because to help like normalize it and like to and and we were learning more about it and and I like, you know, learning new shit is my thing, like. Teach me all the things. I want to know all the things, but it's not forever. It's not something that I want to do forever. Like that, you
1: like use your feet in a way to kind of like bring traction to YouTube, which it seems like that's what it is. But also to normalize it is like kind of, it's kind of similar to how like in my TikTok videos, I generally will my videos that do the best are the ones where like I kind of like slide into the camera, but I'm showing my whole body, and like I'll tuck my shirt into my like bra and I'll show off my stomach and like my, you know, I'll, I'll show my cleavage off because like, yes, I am using my looks and like sexiness and sexual, like, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm Mm -hmm. using a little bit of like seduction to bring the attention to my videos. Mm -hmm. But the reason I do that is because this is informative content. That's very important. And it's a strategy. Like I'm using my attractiveness for the good in the same way that you're using your your feet for the traction, because like what you talk about and the kind of conversations you have on your channel is very important, just like it's important to me. So like I have a strategy that's similar to your strategy and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, you know, of course people are going to hate on you for that. And they're going to hate on me for like, you know, maybe some people are going to see it as unprofessional. I personally don't care because this is who I am and this is how I present myself and this is how I dress Um, Of course, I can't portray myself that way, like, in the educational setting, unfortunately. But that is who I am, and, like, that I like looking sexy and being pretty. So, like, of course, people are going to have problems with that. But it's working for us, so, like, screw their opinion, honestly. And another thing about Dr. Ruth, too, is she says there's no such thing as normal, which I always try to think about, because, like, Mm -hmm. it's good to normalize things and destigmatize things. But at the same time, like, that's something you could say to some of your viewers or I could say to your viewers right now like there's no such thing as normal because like what is normal 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 is just like what society has like stapled as this is like the way things are so to tell somebody like that's weird I think like I said before it's more just like that's not the general thing that people like to do or people like to to do in bed it's different
2: but or that hasn't been my experience kind of a right. thing. It is really, I think more what it says, like for me, like I just, I had no fucking clue, you know, yeah. but you don't know be- anything until you experience it. So, yeah. and I just want the whole
1: world to be more open-minded and less judgmental mm-hmm. about it. For sure. for sure. Like, I don't want to stigmatize anyone. And I try to make that as, as like transparent as possible, but while also understanding that, like, if I'm going to be on the internet talking about stuff there's going to be someone who's not going to like the certain way that I said something so Mm
2: -hmm. yeah can't can't win them all
1: you really can't it's so hard and I wish that I didn't say things that people took the wrong way but that's impossible to do it really
0: is and please everybody
1: you can't please everybody and uh, people say this all the time like my content creators friends like if if you're getting on people's nerves in some ways then you're doing something right because it means you're trying to make a change and people aren't aren't comfortable with that but I'm comfortable with being the change in society and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do and getting the positive feedback from the people that do like what I do and do benefit from it is kind of like a good motivator for me
2: I've always been like I'll be that like call me red man because I'll be that like I've always been that person in college I was always the one that like nobody would raise their hand and I'm like I'm not afraid like I know half of y'all didn't get that shit like excuse me I need you to break that down. Like I'm five, like, Hey, I'm,
0: I'm with you on that. That is
2: me 1000%. <laughs> and that's what I've always been that person just in my friends or my family. Like I will speak up. And I've, like, done that like, I've done that in like
0: I've done that in like group settings, like for job interviews yeah. where uh, they'll ask you, okay, we need you guys to work as a team and do this. And like, it's something super complicated and everyone's acting like they know what they're doing. And then I go, uh i don't know what the heck is going on we didn't have enough time to figure this out yeah and um for the record i i never got those jobs that i did that in but i just didn't want to bullshit you know what i mean i wanted to people
1: love like people care so much about what other people think of them that they don't feel like they can be transparent Mm -hmm. and they're more comfortable in the crowd than standing out Mm -hmm. i feel like being a an educator, I don't like the word influencer really, but like, I guess you could call me that. Um, uh, but being like a content creator on the internet has made me more comfortable with like a lot of things, like expressing myself just feels good too, like to have a, a perspective on something and just share that perspective and then have other people that are like, oh my God, like I agree with you. Like that's really validating and it feels really good. So that's something that's been really good for me in terms of my own mental health is like bonding with people and teaching people but also like having these really important discussions just like we're having right now like it's really good because like we're just getting smarter and more knowledgeable as we do it and we're connecting with others and making a difference so it's like
0: that's so true
1: right path for sure and my uh one of my favorite professors who was my professor in my undergrad he was my AP evolutionary psychology professors. I had a conversation with him not too long ago, telling him what I do. And he was like, what you're doing is really smart because once you are a therapist, it's your private practice and you know, you're you offering sex therapy, like you're already going to have your clients. Like out the door. Clients, yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is so true. This is so smart. You know, There have been people that don't like what I do, but in the long run, it's going to, I think it's going to pay off that I'm being myself. And I'm doing it in a silly way and in a self-disclosing way. Cause a lot of people, like they have to choose between professional and like Cardi B, you know what I mean? Like they have to choose between <laughs> like who they really are and want to be and like expressing themselves and self-disclosing and being like this rigid person. Like, I don't really agree with that. I think that I should be able to educate people and be myself and right. self-disclose and be like, okay, yes, I'm right? this is who I am. And I also have experienced these things that you're experiencing and that's why I'm passionate about this. And, you know, if you don't like that, then move along. That's what
2: it is. That's what it's about. You're coming alongside them. You're not coming at them. You're not above them. Like, And that's ultimately what's going to help you be really successful in that field because like, you're not authoritative. You're not like scary or intimidating. If they are relating to you, they trust you. You have this, you know, they'll be more open to you, which will in turn make their, their therapy more like, um. the word I'm looking for. Effective, you know, like it's, I just, I think it's overall just gonna mm-hmm. be a really good thing for you and I'm glad you do it. I'm really happy for you. And I'm mm-hmm. happy that you're here talking to us.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. this is Me really I, Yeah, I like <laughs> the free flowing, just like discussion aspect of it rather than just following. Cause I was in, um, so I just told you how my professor, was like yeah you're great for doing this. this is great this is so smart he actually connected me with one of his other past students who has his podcast on Spotify and he like we did this like interview over the phone thing
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and it was like questions that he gave me and it was really fun too that was actually really awesome but this is even better because like I can see you face to face and we're having like all these conversations about things that I'm passionate about and I, I can't even talk about in some of my lives <laughs> <laughs> god forbid I say penis on live like I, penis, I, I I try penis, to get
0: penis. I try to get Stella to let me uh, make this episode live she was like no absolutely not I was like oh I'll, well, I will ask her first
2: there's reasons why and that's because <laughs> first of all I respect you as a professional so I'm like in case there's anything that is said then maybe she's like oh actually let's edit that out and then also our audience, they're not always all the time the most respectful people you know some and i'm not gonna like put up with people disrespecting our guests like, shape up
0: boys tolerate you better like. shape I up
1: Do all the time honestly like, i I go live a lot on this app called Vigo live um and it's been great because i could actually say whatever i want on there um mm-hmm. there's still a lot of like i can't be too sexy in terms of what I'm wearing. I have to be careful with that and some other things. But um I've been able to like do I do this thing called Sex Jeopardy on there where I do like it's like a sex trivia, but it's with the Jeopardy board. Like I made a whole board and everything. But yeah, like I have a bunch of friends that are admins and they have to kick people left and right when I get a lot of viewers. And recently Mm -hmm. I've been getting a lot of viewers, uh, which is great because um you get a lot of money from that. Like there's a lot of gifts. It's like a nice live streaming app for and then the app pays you when you get a certain amount of gifts. It's like a quota system. Mm -hmm. But all over Men are just—they don't don't know how to talk to women, like really at all. And I'm sure you get it all the time too. But no matter what social media you're on, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Ego, YouTube, anything, you're gonna get the people that just don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> they just don't know how, how to behave. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. Like honestly, I'm so. And used- I didn't
2: know you. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm outside of an email chain you know and I'm just like I just don't want to take that chance I just want to make sure she's comfortable this is a safe space you know I'm just like you know I mean if you're down for lives we're down to do whatever you know whatever but um we're 1000% open to opening the platform and like let's let's fucking talk about it like yeah but for this one I I was like "Ah, we're just gonna
1: yeah, no, we could do that in the future. I, I think I need to do more collaborative lives. That's something that I haven't done enough, but I've wanted yeah. to.
2: And I think it's smart because
1: it, Like, your followers see my followers, my followers see your followers. It's just a yeah, smart thing to do awesome. um, yeah. in terms of like growth, but also getting the word out on like important topics. Yeah. 100%. Nice.
0: 100%. Well, thank you so much, Sonia, for uh, coming on the Cypher and Chronicle slide through.
2: Great. to. <laughs> To jam out on the way out. <laughs> I can't
1: jam out with the music, though.
0: Can you tell everybody uh, where they can find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have uh, a TikTok, obviously. We've talked about this a lot on this yeah. podcast. Uh, Sonia underscore Maya that's where my biggest following is I post there daily I also have a backup TikTok but let's just focus on my main accounts (laughs) because there's a lot so there's my TikTok page I also have a YouTube channel Sonia Maya uh, S-O-N-Y-A-M-A-Y-A just like you can see right there post every Wednesday uh, sex psychology relationships information um, all research-based content I also have uh, Bigo Live. This is this app called Bigo? like big O. Get it? Like big orgasm. <laughs> um, so that's how you can remember it. Or bingo without the N. Uh, Sonia Maya on there as well. Yeah, I love posting content about sex and relationships. I'm on Instagram as well. Trying to get blow up on Reels so you could check me out on Reels as well.
2: Let's and get I her there, guys.
0: Everybody, go follow her oh, ASAP.
2: Yeah. And uh,
0: man, thank you once again, Sonia. Super awesome time. <laughs> Really Don't fun. hang up yet. <laughs> okay, I won't. We'll talk to you all on Monday for out.